This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's already been a busy offseason for your Minnesota Twins. And this is the show to keep you plugged in with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, hello and welcome to the Hot Stove Season. Officially, I guess, 2018-2019, we are back. And this is the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made, and it makes me want a root beer float. All sorts of ways to find this program, and we'll be hitting you up live every Wednesday from now until the start of the 2019 baseball season. And uh, you can also find us uh, wherever uh, you pick up your podcasts. Uh, you just search Twins Podcast. We will be there. And also a big welcome to our Facebook Live audience. An even bigger welcome to the Chief Baseball Officer of the Minnesota Twins, Joining us from uh, the three consecutive uh, time winner of the most cacophonous airport in Southwest Florida, uh, Derek Falvey. So, Derek, first of all, post Thanksgiving wishes to you and your family. Hello, hello. And uh, second of all, what the heck are you doing in Florida? <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, it's exciting to, to be talking Twins baseball again and, and even here down in Southwest Florida. Uh, we had a, a great post Thanksgiving meetup of uh, Rocco Baldelli's uh, new coaching staff. So, had a chance to meet together down here at our complex, you know, get a chance to look at the field, uh, talk a little baseball, talk about our team, talk about our culture. And it was a chance to really just set the stage for a lot of great conversations moving forward through the offseason. You no, know, Rocco will be joining us here for the last two segments of our show here tonight. And that staff, as you mentioned, Derek Shelton, we're going to talk a little bit about Wes Johnson, James Rouse and his bank, Tony Diaz. Uh, Tommy Watkins, what a great story there. Bill Evers and then Jeremy Hefner and also Rudy Hernandez. And there, there are so many different topics that we could cover today, but I don't want to retill too much soil that has already kind of been dug up since the end of last season, when which obviously a lot has gone on. I want to I want to zero in a little bit and talk about Rocco Baldelli's addition to this organization. Uh, and I want to talk more than anything about how you define, as the head of a baseball operation, what that manager's job description even is because as as kids and i'm a lot older than you are you know the manager was the guy he filled out the lineup he picked the players you could associate a style of play with the manager i think that's changed a lot i don't think you could say how does a rocco baldelli team play i think it's how does a twins team play as you were assessing who was going to take this very important role how did you define that job to rocco and other candidates along the way that's a a great question chris you know when we look at baseball i think the game has been changing for a number of years in terms of uh, roles and responsibilities and that's true of my role or thad's role certainly the manager but that's even true of the scouting director farm director and others you know we work as a team we have to be a twins organization up and down from the dominican summer league all the way up to our team here at target field we have a chance to define an organizational culture and i think that when 
when you talk about a manager, you're talking about someone who is going to be a key leader in that. You know, he is he is the person in the dugout. A lot of the things you mentioned that managers have have historically done, he's still doing. You know, he he runs the club. He's he's the guy who is writing out the lineups and making sure that you know he's giving guys certain days off and keeping them motivated and you know, designing style of play in game. But it, ultimately, these are all about partnerships. And I think what Rocco presents to this club is a partner in all of those areas for us, you know, not just in what we're doing at the major league level, but talking about how we're developing players in the minor leagues or how we're selecting or what kind of environment do we need in our front office and the relationships with players and, and staff. So I, I feel like we presented a great opportunity because the Minnesota Twins is a great organization to work for with great ownership and great leadership, but also we wanted someone who was a partner in building out the organization from the ground up. If you had to list uh, his many skills and attributes, it would take far too long for the the time that we have. But uh, what would you say stood out the most about Rocco Baldelli as opposed to some of the other very qualified people you spoke with? And did he have a bit of a cheat code because you had helped Kevin Cash prepare for his managerial interviews? Uh, and he had worked, obviously, on Kevin's staff, a guy everybody respects. Did he have a bit of a uh, insight, perhaps, into what you might have been looking for? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not so much so sure that it was what Rocco knew uh, about what I was looking for. It was more about the authenticity of how he goes about managing. Mm-hmm. And it does it does look a lot like Kevin Cash's style. Guys like Joe Madden and Terry Francona and Kevin Cash, who, had a, who have had an impact on Rocco, you know, as a as a coach and staff member, I feel like he's somebody who's going to embrace a lot of that, but also bring a level of authenticity to the job that is uniquely him. I think one of the things that he represents is somebody who really can connect with players on a deep personal level, who understands that everyone needs to bring their own personality to the park every day. Not everyone needs to be Rocco Baldelli or, or someone else on our staff. And I think that that's the exciting part. I think that's what he's trying to instill in our players is to create a, a bit of a loose, a loose environment that allows us to let our guys shine and, and be who they are at their core. Now we're going to hear from Rock and we look forward to talking with him later in the program. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show for now. Derek Falvey is our guest. Now for the second consecutive year you guys conducted a search for a pitching coach. What did you learn in your first search that you were able to apply towards this second search that landed Wes Johnson on the staff? I think you're always learning, you know, about your staff, about the environment, about what skills fit on a staff. And I will tell you that uh, we certainly, I've worked with a number of different pitching coaches now in my career uh, that have different skills and abilities. And I think what I really applied this time around as we were looking for somebody was who found a way to bring together all of the unique skills that a pitching coach needs to have in today's game. You know, there's there's so much information out there in terms of uh, data around track man and pitch effects and how, how pitches move and how to affect change. But beyond that, there's a who's applied that two players and really gotten guys to buy in to ways of, of making adjustments along the way and who has a demonstrated understanding of how that all relates to rest, recovery, and, and training programs. And you know, in West Johnson, he's somebody that I had followed for a number of years, going back really to his early Dallas Baptist days when he had built a program and really resurrected it from a pitching standpoint, then went again and did that at Mississippi State and, and ultimately again at Arkansas last year. He's got a demonstrated track record of having you know, the ability to connect with players and continue to grow them. And I think that that's something that um, to Wes, as we just finished up our meeting, certainly brought to that conversation. It was a deep understanding of the movement pattern of a pitcher, understanding how an arm works and how that relates to pitches and development. So I think we've we've struck somebody here who has an advanced understanding of how to apply development principles, and he's going to continue those at the major league level. I feel like our staff around him, 
will support him in some of the areas of growth and development on the pro side of the game that he needs. So this is an exciting time with, with someone who I feel very strongly about as an exciting hire. You know, I, I want to share with you an email I got. I reached out to a friend, Kyle Peterson, does a lot of work at College Baseball at ESPN, an old classmate of mine, and I asked him about Wes, and his quote was, quote, he's a total pro, one of the best pitching minds I've ever been around, and his approach to analytics is pretty incredible. Could not say enough good things uh, about Wes Johnson after uh, working with him. We don't have a ton of time with you. You've got to hop on a plane and get on home. But I want to ask you uh, about the recent waiver claim of C.J. Crone, obviously a, a very good Major League Baseball player. We've seen him from the other side. Was this a targeted guy, though, or was this one of those things where you're looking at the wire and you're like, wow, that guy's too good to pass up? You know, unique opportunity. That's the way we looked at it. You know, when a, when a guy shows up, you can't uh, anticipate sometimes when a guy shows up on the waiver wire. Those are obviously decisions that are made from other clubs, and, and we recognize that there are some teams have needs that, that are different than others, and, and in their particular case, maybe they had a little more depth at that position. So we felt like with where we are right now and the need for depth at the first base position, uh, certainly with Joe's retirement and the way our group looks, we wanted to just give ourselves as many options as possible. And you know, there still remains to be seen how we flush out the rest of our roster here. So there could be lots of conversations about you know, his fit and how it works moving forward. But we felt like at the time, you know, a great opportunity to pick some up, someone up off the waiver wire who we, we personally didn't have a lot of familiarity with, but Rocco certainly did from his time in Tampa. And uh, we know he could be a good fit for our roster. All right, great stuff, Derek. Remember, one carry-on, one personal item, okay? Yeah, I'll be sure not to uh, violate those rules as I get on here. <laughs> Always great to catch up. We This is just the tip of the iceberg for the hot stove season, and we look forward to not only getting to know all of the new faces on the staff and in the organization, uh, but hearing more from you throughout the course of it. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Chris, and I uh, hope everyone's had a happy holiday season and, and going forward as well. All right, good stuff with Derek Falvey, Twins uh, Chief Baseball Officer, and, of course, we'll hear from Rocco Baldelli in a bit. Before we do, though, we want to tell you about our What's Brewing Contest, and it's brought to you by our Twins Hot Stove Show sponsor, Killebrew Root Beer, and it's your chance to win a prize package from Killebrew Root Beer. Now, every week we're going to throw out a topic. You will have a full week. It's almost like one of those homework assignments that you wait until the last day to finish when you're in high school or in college. You have until noon the following Wednesday after we announce the topic to weigh in. You can reach us at Twins Radio and using the hashtag Twins Radio with your thoughts on the topic of the week. We'll pick a selection that we like, and you'll win a prize package from Killer Brew Root Beer. We're going to kick it off this week with a simple one with Joe, number seven, retiring and certainly a statue in his future. Who would be your Mount Rushmore of twins? Now, due to the size of the mountain, there are four faces on that big hill out in South Dakota. So if you had to pick four twins uh, to put up on your personal Mount Rushmore for the Minnesota Twins organization, who would they be? And uh, go ahead and hit us up at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio, and you've got a chance to win a prize package from Killebrew Root Beer. Our thanks to Derek Fowley for getting things started. We'll take a break. When we come back, manager Rocco Baldelli joined us on the Twins Hot Stove Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Hi, this is Chris Atterbury. You're listening to Twins Baseball on News Talk 830 WCCO. Twins Hot Stove Show. Again, it's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. And whether you're listening to us on Facebook Live, live across our network here in the upper Midwest, or you are podcasting this one, that's what the kids are doing. Uh, you can search Twins Podcasts and find us uh, from now until opening day of 2019. Welcome aboard. Right now, an even better prize. We are joined by the manager of the Minnesota Twins, Rocco Baldelli. Uh, he has followed Derek Falvey through security. Uh, a special security there in southwest Florida. He is joining us via the white courtesy phone. Uh, and first and foremost, Rocco, welcome to the Hot Stove Show. 
Uh, and when you were introduced here at Target Field, you made no bones about it, that the biggest thing for you was getting the right staff together. Not only have you guys gotten through that process, but you all got to be in the same room here over the last couple of days. Describe what that was like and the process by which you whittled down the many, many qualified folks uh, to settle on the group that you're going to go to battle with this year. Hey, Chris. Uh, yeah, this was this was definitely not just a point of emphasis, but this was uh, a part of what we're doing here. That's This is the type of thing that's going to you know, the conversations that we're going to have, the kind of people that we're going to bring in. These are the people that are going to create what we're going to create going forward in the organization. So getting the right people, the right mix of people, the right skill sets, these are the guys that are going to be the, the core group that's going to affect uh, not only our, our major league team, but literally everything we do. So we took some, it took some serious time and, and effort and energy to spend the time to get to know a number of different people throughout this process. The group from top to bottom couldn't be more impressive, in my opinion. There's a variety of personality, uh, a variety of skills, uh, backgrounds, the, the type of group that can, that can drastically affect our players for the positive, and, and I think create the, the really open-minded and, and positive culture where, where players can, can be themselves and go out there and, and relax and let their skills and their ability do the talking. When you ascend to a job like this one and you've been in the game as long as you have and you have as many friends and old teammates and acquaintances and are as well-respected as you are, when you become a manager, you're going to get a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts from a lot of people. Hey, remember me from, from, from Bakersfield? You know, I'm, I'd be a great third base coach. You're going to hear from a lot of people, and a lot of those people are qualified. A lot of those people are your friends. Is it hard to work through that and, and, and whittle down to the right people, uh, not just the familiar people? It, it definitely is, and, and in a lot of ways it's, um, it's very difficult because there are a lot of very, like you said, very qualified, excellent people people out there and and so there's there's only a small number of positions in in major league baseball you know at at this level and and you basically are trying to pick not only you know the best of the best people to work with but also the people that complement each other very well Mm -hmm. you never want to have uh too much of 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 anything because um we're trying to accomplish a lot of different things and we're only going to get there by having the most diverse well-versed group that we can possibly find. And, and it, it's not easy. And you do end up having a lot of different conversations with, with people that you respect greatly and you really, really care about them as, as people. And I think it does kind of come with, you know, the small number of spots that are available, but, but a very wide, uh, there's, a, there's a very long list of, of, uh, of really good people. So it's, it's certainly a challenge, but it's, it's something that um, I think going through that process kind of helps you in a lot of different ways. And, and allows you to really come down to the people that you think will work best together. Speaking of being helped by a process, Rocco, and Rocco Baldelli is our guest on the Twins Hot Stove Show, the Twins manager. You know, you spoke with a handful of teams about managerial openings uh, over the course of this offseason before taking the job with the Minnesota Twins. We spoke with Derek Falvey earlier on the show about kind of redefining what the manager's job description and role is. And you had this peek behind the curtain of how multiple organizations view that particular title in their organization, that particular role. Was that helpful to you as you came to the conclusion that the Twins were the right fit for you, uh, just kind of seeing the many different ways 
that the manager's role can be wrapped into the greater organization. Yeah, I, I think a, I think a, an encompassing kind of idea throughout baseball is um, is 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 having you know people in leadership positions that want to bring people together in the best possible way and bring together the, the best collection of ideas to take advantage of of the group um, as opposed to to leading in any way from like a like a top-down mechanism and and I believe in that I come from a place in in Tampa Bay that the group there works very very well together people respect people people respect people's opinions um, the you know consensus is is you know reached not you know not through the ideas of, of, a, of a few people, but through many, you know, and, and I wanted to bring a piece of that uh, with me wherever I went. If I was ever going to leave Tampa Bay, it would be to go to a place that wants to bring in, bring in as many voices and quality voices as you could possibly find, take advantage of people's experiences and, and of their knowledge. And, and that's how I find you, you make the best decisions at the end of the day, having a good quality group, surrounding you in, in every possible way and helping you in every possible way. And I think we have that here through and through. And I think everyone in the room is there and, and wants to function in a similar way. And and I think that's how things uh, will work out in the best possible way. As you guys move forward now, as a collective, it's it, it, roster construction is on yeah. the, the front the, the front boiler here as we hit the Twins Hot Stove show. Friday's the deadline for uh, arbitration and tendering and non-tendering. You just picked up uh, you know, a CJ off of the, the waiver wire. Uh, trades are an ever-present possibility. Uh, ideally, not talking about names, but what type of roster would you and the organization like to construct? Is it about flexibility? Is it about versatility? Uh, do you want to be a, a team that's aggressive and, and runs? Do you want to be a team that hits a ton of home runs? Or do you even know yet uh, without getting into the kitchen and kind of seeing what ingredients are on hand? Well, I, I think the the really interesting answer that sometimes people want to hear is is not necessarily the way that, that I would be thinking about it and that the the organization as a whole is, is thinking about it. I think it. I think it is um, sometimes difficult to have a preconceived notion of what you're looking to assemble as a whole. I think you look around at the players that you have, you you take advantage of their strengths, um, and then then yes, with 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 one or two or three spots on the roster, you look to see where you may be able to um, you know bring in good people. Uh, bring in those skill sets that you're looking for that complement the roster that you have. Truthfully, when I start thinking about our team going forward, I don't think about the openings and I don't think about the you know potential free agents that are out there. I think about our guys. That's what I care about. That's what our staff uh, spends almost all of our time talking about and thinking about. Uh, these these are the players that the, these um, this group of of good you know generally pretty young players that have a ton, a ton of ability. Um, it, it's our job and, uh, to figure out how to unlock these guys in the best possible way um, and, and to, to give these guys the best possible environment to show up to every day. When we get the players that we already have on this roster, when we get these guys up and at them and, and going and playing to the best of their ability, that's what's going to help us going forward more than anything else, more than anything 
in free agency probably could. That is great insight from Twins manager Rocco Baldelli. He's holding uh, strong on the old white courtesy phone there at Southwest Florida's finest airport. <laughs> We're going to take a break on the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll come back and uh, step a little bit away from the diamond and get to know Rocco a little bit more when we return to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. After this, I'm your home for Twins Baseball. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Chris Satterberry with you from our network headquarters here at Target Field. Good to be back in the building and in the studio. Rocco Baldelli joins us from Southwest Florida as he is headed back to the uh, Northeast uh, following some meetings down uh, in Fort Myers. want to remind everybody about the What's Brewing contest. We're going to do this every week, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We'll throw out a topic, uh, and uh, you can uh, weigh in. You have a whole week to weigh in. If you're podcasting us, wherever you search Twins Podcast, if it's Facebook Live, uh, bringing us into your world, or if you're listening across our network, you'll have a whole week to think on it. At Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio, chance to win a prize package from Killebrew Root Beer, and we'll share it every Wednesday until opening day. Our thanks to Killebrew Root Beer. Uh, enjoy one tonight. And our topic this week to open things up, Mount Rushmore of Twins. Very simple idea. It's a concept that uh, other people have tossed around. Nothing earth-shattering here, but with number seven retiring, uh, does he make it? Does he make it onto that uh, that Mount Rushmore of the uh, Minnesota Twins? Last year and in years past, we have uh, used three cuts, Rocco, here on our Hot Stove Show, where we throw three fairly random questions. Some of them are good. Some of them are terrible. Some of them, or most of them, are probably in the middle. And we let you talk to get to know you a little bit better. I'm not going to ask you for your Mount Rushmore Twins. I don't want to get you in trouble with the fan base before you even manage a game. Uh, but we do have three questions for you. Are you ready to take three cuts? I appreciate that very much for not putting me on the spot like that. But, yes, I am ready. All right, here we go. This is a, a big one coming off of Thanksgiving. Cut number one for Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager. Do you cook the turkey with the stuffing in the bird or out of the bird, in which case, as my dad repeatedly tells me, it's dressing and not stuffing and don't call it the wrong thing. Well, I can't cook, first of all. So I'm not doing any I'm not doing anything like that. But my family, my, my mother in particular, but but my family, wherever we spend Thanksgiving, generally the stuffing is cooked in the bird. In the bird. Traditional the bird. stuffing yeah. family. All right, that's good. See, I like the answer. Uh, right there, definitive. There was no hemming, no hawing. Didn't have to go to replay on that one, so that uh, that is all very good. Number two, the greatest misconception about your home state of Rhode Island. Most people know that it's small. Most people are exposed to it primarily through Family Guy. A few history nerds maybe remember Roger Williams being banished into the wilderness. What are the greatest misconceptions that the rest of the country needs to know about Rhode Island? It it may sound ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. But many people that probably don't look at the map very often, you know, it is not an island, first of all, and it's not Long Island. Um, those would be a couple of uh, a couple of quick things. And and generally, I mean, a lot of people uh, are not generally sure where it is in general because it doesn't take up very much room. But I will say that I do love where I'm from. I do go home uh, every winter and spend significant time back home. It's a it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful place. You get. You have the beach um, right there. You have Providence, which is a wonderful uh, city right there with a great food and a great music scene. Like, it's a very, very cool spot to be, and uh, I love going back, and I still do. The one thing I always think of with Rhode Island from some time I spent going to school back east, everybody I knew from Rhode Island was awesome at street hockey. That is a thing. So my uh, – and, and I don't know. I'm just kind of going off here, but 
my brother went to a high school named Mount St. Charles in, in Rhode Island, which, which produced several uh, NHL players. A lot of young people do grow up, regardless of what sports you play. Street hockey is a thing. There are goals set up in front yards and driveways and uh, in the middle of the street all over the state. People do play, and it, that would be – I never really played hockey. My ankles kind of rolled in as soon as I put my skates on for the first time as a kid, and that never really picked up from there. But I would definitely play street hockey with my friends, and it's, it's certainly a thing. All right, final one. You are into racehorses, and when you spoke with Dan Gladden a couple of years ago for one of our behind-the-batting cages, you kind of got into your love of, of the horse racing game and breeding horses. So my question to you is, the naming of racehorses has always fascinated me. These awesome yes. or seemingly out-of-nowhere names they come up with. What is the process for naming a horse, and do you have like that one perfect racehorse name that you're holding on to and waiting to utilize? Yeah, you know what? I think every person that has a horse, or, or any animal for that matter, I mean, you take a lot of time and effort and pride and thought into what you're going to name them, Just, I, I guess, just like, just like people. I mean, the animals mean a lot to me and, and to a lot of people. I know that. And I think the general, people do it in different ways. I think the general uh, kind of older school way of going about it is there, you take some sort of theme from the name of the parents in any kind of way that you want. And you can manipulate it, obviously, any way you want. But you come up with something that means something to you that might, you know, maybe it does have something to do with the parents of the horse. Maybe it doesn't. I think, you know, what, one of the horses that I have and have named, I named La Monta Grease, the gray blanket. The, the family was all Spanish names. She's a beautiful gray filly. And basically, we went that route. And as long as it means something to you and means something special to you, I think that's all that matters. Uh, the gray blanket sounds a lot cooler in Spanish, too. It really does. I thought it was cool. Charlie Montoyo, one of my best friends, now the manager of the, the Blue Jays, helped me name the horse. We, made, we named her together. The gray blanket. That is a great way to end three solid cuts from Rocco Baldelli. Rocco, safe travels to you. We'll catch up with you again down the road. And we appreciate all your great insight here today. Beautiful. Thank you, Chris. All right. That's uh, not the gray blanket. That was uh, Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, and we're just getting started. The first Twins Hot Stove Show, and we'll be with you every Wednesday all winter long, right up until opening day 2019 when Rocco and the Twins open up their season against Cleveland. Whether you joined us via Facebook Live across our network or you're podcasting us today, thanks for joining us. Catch up with you next week on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.